Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mangled clumps of metal the aftermath of what the local patrol here in Castle Street when the shooting happened. Timer, Albert Cooper was killed instantly when the booby-trapped estate car was blown which the IRA claim contained two pounds of Semtex was hit several times in the upper body. 302 members of the RUC were killed by terrorist action between 1969 to 1998. As a police officer, can I just say that I'm numbed by the brutal slaying of my two colleagues and at this particular time our thoughts and our sympathies are with the families the lives of 198 members of the udr were also taken with a further 62 killed after they left the regiment or and left the left the regiment to spend more time with his family you know he was in fact a place of volume he was mur- murdered in front of myself, my mum and my younger brother at his place of work. They all left shattered families behind. Widows, widowers, parents and children. And for that seven and a half years that I had my dad, I have so many happy memories. And then obviously when daddy was murdered, then that was taken away from us. What was it like growing up with a relative in the security forces? Were children aware of the risks? And what's it like to lose a relative to gunmen? In some cases, in front of your eyes. His head was bandaged. Which really is, and then it was the first, it was the first dead body I'd seen as well. I'm Kirsten Elder. I spoke to four people who had lost family members during the troubles. They told me about their loved ones and how they died. How they feel about that loss and the peace process. If ever there's pieces of the Good Friday Agreement you'll know, find quite unpalatable. You know, like watching, you know, murderers get out of prison. In this episode, I spoke to Serena Hamilton, whose father, a part-time UDR officer, was murdered in 1977 by the IRA. She was just seven and a half years old. Yeah, well, on the 15th of March 1977, my father went to work, as he normally did, in the um, factory in Klein, the uh, cement factory in Klein, Master Factory. And the gunman came in to his place of work and he went into the, fact- the canteen to place his lunchbox in the canteen. And they come in behind him and sh- shot him and continued to shoot him while he lay in the bride. 
and he then was taken actually to South Stroud Hospital first of all and he was given immediate surgery there and then was transported from there to the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast by helicopter for um, and was put on a life sports machine and he stayed there for 10 days. And he progressed fairly well but then um, his kidneys started to give in and his basically on the eighth day deteriorated and by the tenth day then unfortunately he passed away due to all his injuries and my mum spent those days in the hospital with him and we were fired from pillar to post basically riding our family looking after us while we waited to find out if daddy was going to live or die and um, unfortunately he he died due to his injuries and and I remember just lying on the sofa and just putting my head into the pillow and I just cried and cried and just thought, I'm not going to see my daddy again. My daddy's gone and I'm never going to see him again. And that just was heartbreaking for me as a child that our, you know, my father's gone. I'm not going to see him again, he's... I'm just never going to hug me, yeah, he's never going to be there for me anymore. And that just, just, this was the end of my life, basically. And you know, mentally as a child, I stopped living as a child. This, this was gone. The IRA took responsibility of Daddy's murder and we have never received any sort of justice whatsoever. Or daddy's murder, of the only fact is we know that the IRA murdered him. You can't get your head round no one. These people are still alive. These people have walked past my mother. They possibly walked past me, I'm not sure. But knowing that they're still, they have still a life, they have a family, they've had grandchildren, they can live this life where my father has not here to, to live with us and share our lifestyle with his family and knowing that they know us but we don't know them and that's that's creepy it's horrific actually so it is known these people have, have that hold over us and there's no justice like you know justice means nothing in this country Um, and your father was in the UDR, wasn't that right? Yeah, Daddy was part-time. Um, he was part-time in UDR. And as I said, like, it's not as if that my father was in his uniform when they went to shoot him. They shot him in a civilian place of work. He was unarmed. And, you know, there was no just there's no justification for, for his murder, for anybody's murder, never mind my father's. So, you know, there was never a justification for anybody's murder in Northern Ireland. But these guys think they have the right to do so just for a piece of land, a piece of ground. You know, we're all here meant to be living together in this country. There's enough there's enough land for us all to live together, but these guys want to show some sort of authority. I don't know what they want actually in this world anymore. What do you agree, um, Serena? Um, seven and a half. I says seven and a half and I always emphasize the seven and a half because for me, them seven and a half years were very important 
they were seven and a half years that I had of my father and that love that we always grew up with and you know that it's something that I'll always treasure for the rest of my life and for that seven and a half years that I had my dad I have so many happy memories and then obviously when daddy was murdered then that was taken away from us just do you know why your dad was targeted? Yeah, well, prior a month before Daddy was shot, there was a lawyer in a, in Kalilans that had been murdered, and it was believed that the lawyer that the when the lawyer was do, doing um, partly doing work for security forces, and this is why he was partly shot. Um, so there was such an outroar of the shooting from the Roman Catholic um, people that they targeted Daddy basically to take the, the limelight away from the shooting of the Catholic Solicitor. That and plus the fact is that my father was involved in an incident about six months prior to that and they were out on patrol and they had removed guns from um, guys, I don't know the whole incident and the whole story to it, but they removed weapons from guys in Dungannon while they were out but patrolling and my father had to go to court and stand in court to give witness to that. He wore a uniform. That was one of the reasons why the people like my father were murdered in Northern Ireland because they wore the, what they would call the British uniform but um, and plus he was Protestant. You know, because that's what the dead needs to try to get rid of as many Protestant British people as they possibly can because this was going to give them a greater Ireland by murdering people. Well, huge concern here in Oma tonight. This gun attack took place at this sporting complex behind me on the edge of town. The target, a police officer. We understand the attempted murder, DCI John Caldwell. Um, in Ola, what, what's your feelings on, on that? Well, the day I heard that, it was just devastating. Like, there has the devastating news from the Good Friday Agreement that anybody, there has been several murders from the Good Friday Agreement, you know, but to hear John Caldwell shooting um, at his young son being with him, it's absolutely devastating, not just for the Caldwell family, but for anybody that has also suffered. You know, my thoughts purely went to the family and knowing how we suffered because our father um, when he was shot he lived for 10 days and you know that's now going on a number of weeks for the Caldwell family and just that anticipation of waiting for you know what's going to happen is he, is he going to live is he going to die what's he going to be like if you know he does live that emotional that that family's emotional thinking that the family's going through and for his young son, it's just break your heart because I know how I felt as a very young child when my father was shot and murdered and the emotions that you, you continue to go through for the rest of your life. Terrorism should have no justification whatsoever in this country. And for me, by giving them and continuing to give them whatever they want, we're just enhancing what they have been doing all along. We've never received justice for Daddy's murder and 
it's not going to bring our loved ones back having justice, but having that in your in your in your mind that somebody actually has been held responsible for taking your loved one's life will give you in some way a little bit of comfort. We know that it's never going to bring them back, but having that comfort and that justice, having that would take a bit of the stress from people like me, because there's a lot of us here. There's a lot of us still need justice. And when you, when you say justice, Ray, do you mean just um, you would you would like to know who those people were that shot your dad? In a way, I like to know, and I know the names of those who were possibly part of Daddy's murder. But I do think that they should serve a maximum amount of time in prison for taking somebody's life. There should be no justification for anybody's murder, and I think law should be law, and I think murder is murder, and somebody should serve their time. Like, I would like to think I would go out and murder somebody today and, and you know, get away with it, you know. So you know, what is that teaching our young ones that are coming through in life that you can go and murder somebody and you'll get out with it just because you live in Northern Ireland? Yes, 71.12%. <laughs> I try not to think about the Good Friday Agreement really because it means nothing to me. Um, basically, it was a sell sellout to to people like me um, from a victim's perspective, those who lost their loved ones and in the years of troubles in Northern Ireland. It, for me, it's a, a complete sell sellout that they uh, negotiated with terrorists. They let terrorists out of prison. They have on the run letters and. As far as I'm concerned, there was no negotiations. There was no deals from perspective, perspective from somebody like me. You know, did they talk to anybody like direct victims? Not, not that I'm aware of. Um, the fact is that we weren't even considered in the Good Friday Agreement. Um, it was a sellout basically for us. And it was like saying here, it's okay to go out and murder. Um, here, we'll let you out of prison, we'll let you off, we'll give you a piece of paper to say that it's okay to, to murder. Now, well, I vote against it, purely because I read the Good Friday Agreement and what it meant for somebody like me that on the run letters were being given and prisoners were being let out of prison that hadn't even served any particular life sentence from, from taking somebody's life. Um, the fact is that anybody that would have been convicted um, after the Good Friday Agreement were only being given two years and they weren't even serving the full two years. It's an absolute joke. So you wouldn't change that now if you had to vote again? No, well, I don't think. think I think if there was a I vote again, I would be very interested to see how many people would vote for it because I believe that a lot of people didn't actually read the Good Friday Agreement because generally everybody wanted peace. There's nobody in this country that didn't want peace. But not for the price of letting out terrorists. Like, should we should we be grateful? Should, should we be thankful that terrorists are not killing us anymore? 
Like, that's absolutely ridiculous, and that's what the Good Friday is, uh, agreement is saying to people like us. You know, justice means nothing in this country. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kirsten Elder. The clips you heard were from AP and the BBC. When you get an Irish independent digital subscription, you don't just get access to the news at your fingertips. For a limited time, you'll also receive a 75 euro O'Neill's gift card. So what are you waiting for? Get the whole kit and caboodle. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish independent. Terms and conditions apply.